1: The battle's may the fourth be with you. Who is that masked man?
2: Avengers, assemble! Good afternoon, and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. Here is some genre-related news before we get to today's discussion. June 12th was National Superman Day. Observed annually on June 12th, it was founded in 2013 by DC Entertainment. The unofficial holiday is to commemorate the mythical Man of Steel. Despite being from another world, Superman was raised by the kindly Kents in the heartland of the United States. And Superman Day is a great time to think about what Superman represents. What's best about humanity? While we have the capability for great destruction, we also choose not to act on it. We have similar potential for great kindness and compassion, and for helping those in need. Hopefully, you celebrate it accordingly. Webtoons has apologized for a particularly tone-deaf advertisement appearing in New York City's subway stations. The ad featuring text that read, comics are literature's fun side hustle, soon gained notice by artists and creators who took to social media very unhappy that their work was being reduced to a side hustle. Other Webtoons ads also drew criticism for seeming to suggest comics are somehow lesser than other media or platforms. On Tuesday, the company posted an official statement to their Twitter, apologizing to creators and promising to update the advertisements as soon as possible. Paramount announced at the Annecy International Animation Film Festival that they have three Avatar The Last Airbender animated films currently in development. The films are in development under Paramount's Avatar Studios banner, which was formed in February 2021. Avatar Studios is designed to create original content spanning animated series and movies based on Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Paramount did not share plot details about the films, but Lauren Montgomery, who worked on Avatar The Last Airbender, is directing the first of three standalone stories that are in the works. And co creators Brian Kanitsisu. Brian Konietzko and Michael DiMartino will produce with Eric Coleman. Some anniversaries this week as Predator starring Arnold Schwarzenegger opened in theaters 35 years ago on June 12, 1987. 35 years, good God. And Disney's Lilo and Stitch opened in theaters 20 years ago on June 16, 2002. Original cover art for the first issue of Frank Miller's the Dark Knight has sold for $2.4 million at auction on Thursday, making it the most expensive mainstream American comic book cover art ever sold publicly. The work was a collaboration between Miller and Lynn Varley, depicting Batman in mid-leap, silhouetted against a sky, split by a bolt of lightning. Heritage Auctions Vice President Ton Hignett said of the piece, it is easily one of the most famous comic book covers from any era. And it defined the superhero genre from the 1980s to this very moment. He added, it's also long past due for comic art to be treated like the classic American art that it truly is. The previous record for the most expensive Batman original art, Sold at auction belonged to Neil Adams 1973 cover for Batman number 251, which sold for $600,000 in November of 2019. Variety reported this week that despite rumors to the contrary, Amber Heard has not been cut from the upcoming Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Heard previously played Mira in the first Aquaman, as well as appearing in Justice League. Heard was recently sued by ex-husband Johnny Depp for public defamation and ordered to pay $10 million in compensatory damages and $350 million in punitive damages. During the trial, social media heavily favored Depp over Heard, painting him as a folk hero and her as a liar. Heard said even somebody who is sure I'm deserving of all this hate and vitriol, even if you think that I'm lying, you still couldn't look me in the eye and tell me that you think on social media there's been a fair representation. You cannot tell me that you think this has been fair. Jurassic World Dominion earned over 145 million dollars in its opening weekend to take the number one spot at last week's domestic box office light year projections are down just a little initially uh, they were saying that was going to earn somewhere between 70 and 80 million that has uh, been revised to somewhere around 53 million and the question is whether or not that will be enough to overtake Jurassic World Dominion which continues to be extremely robust also continuing to be a power at the box office is Top Gun Maverick. So we'll just have to see who comes out on top this weekend. On today's show, we're talking about some of the news items I mentioned and more. But first, here is the official spoiler-free FF review of Lightyear. Campbell for Fantastic Forum. Pixar Animation Studio has been remarkably consistent with producing a string of critically acclaimed and commercially successful movies. Expect this trend to continue with Pixar's latest offering, Lightyear. Based on the Buzz Lightyear action figure appearing in Pixar's Toy Story movie series, Lightyear is presented as the film that inspired the toy owned by young Andy. It is a delightful movie that will entertain audiences of all ages. Space Ranger Buzz Lightyear is part of a deep space, colonization and exploration mission. In stasis aboard a gigantic starship, Lightyear and his commanding officer, Alicia Hawthorne, are revived by the computer when the ship comes into contact with a planet deemed investigation worthy. Lightyear and Hawthorne land the ship and initiate a survey. The space rangers find the planet populated by hostile vegetation. In attempting escape, the ship is damaged and becomes stranded. The remainder of the crew and passengers are revived from stasis, and Lightyear is tasked with identifying a new fuel source capable of returning the ship to the stars. This mission develops a peculiar irregularity. Each time Lightyear attempts a fuel test, there is a time lag. Years pass for his fellows, but Buzz only experiences brief minutes. Eventually, this causes him to be dramatically out of sync with the others. Buzz returns successfully from his last mission to find that a hostile force of robots led by Zerg has attacked, seeking to steal the newly developed fuel source Can Buzz lead the defeat of Zerg and get the new fuel source to the space colony so they can escape the planet and resume their space exploration? CGI animation involves an army of animators to bring the characters to life. Pixar pioneered this process and continues to refine it with each successive movie. A big part of what causes critics and audiences alike to embrace these movies is the humanity of the characters. The audience feels for them. Some are more human than actual living, breathing actors and actresses. Although I think that American audiences are conditioned to accept and empathize with animated characters more easily than with humans. Many of us enjoy an innate love of cartoons from an early age. We have our favorite characters and retain an affinity with them well into adulthood. There is a special artistry to light year. Animated films are painstakingly mapped out well in advance. The planning process allows for a carefully crafted story and characterizations, but it is the level of technical sophistication that is most impressive. Director Angus McLean, along with Matthew Aldrich and Jason Headley, have written a well-constructed tale that highlights Buzz's stalwart character, yet challenges his convictions and gives him the opportunity to grow. Lightyear stars the voices of Chris Evans, Kiki Palmer, Dale Souls. Taika Watiti, Peter Sohn, Uzo Aduba, James Brolin, Mary McDonnell Lewis, Efren Ramirez, Bill Hader, and Isaiah Whitlock Jr. The casting of the voice actors seems particularly deliberate and all are wonderful in their various roles. I especially like Peter Sohn as Sox. Buzz's robotic pet companion. My only criticism is that this is described as the film Andy saw in 1995 that made him want the Buzz Lightyear toy. As with many of the more recent Pixar movies, there was enough progressive content that I find it highly unlikely that this would have been made in 1995. This is a very thoughtful movie. It offers some great commentary about guilt, forgiveness, friendship, as well as the consequential nature of human existence. And we get to find out if Zurg is actually Buzz's father. Pixar is great at having every element of the movie come together to elicit the requisite emotions from their audience. Michael Giacchino provides his usual high quality musical score. Lightyear runs a brisk one hour and 40 minutes and is rated PG for action peril. Of course, this movie is suitable for kids of all ages. Three stars out of four. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum, And there you have it, the official FF review of Lightyear, starring the voices of Chris Evans and Kiki Palmer, which opened in theaters nationwide yesterday. So now it is time to introduce my panel for today. Joining me are Drew Bittner, Brian Lyles, and Mike Lunsford. Everybody welcome to the show. Come on. Oh, oh thank don't, you. Yeah, don't everybody <laughs> speak at once? <laughs> <laughs> We're also polite. nobody wanted to talk yeah. over the other person. So. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, not depending on who's on the show, but uh, you guys are going to have to get a lot more rude if we're going to get through this hour. So, oh, um, one other thing that I just need to throw in for the listening audience. We also have a fairly new review of Jurassic World Dominion, and uh, that we played last week. You, you know if you're a regular listener, uh, I'm in the habit of doubling up on these things. <laughs> and the only reason that I have not uh well, the reason you're not listening to Jurassic World Dominion right now is because I had the new review of Lightyear. But if you are interested in the review of Jurassic World Dominion, uh, we break it all down for you. Of course, as with all of our reviews, it is spoiler free. You can check it out mm-hmm. via the Great Geek Refuge website or on any platform where you find your favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's GreatGeekRefuge dot com, mm-hmm. and like it on Facebook who too. Be, who in the world would
0: not be interested?
2: Uh, you know, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was wondering, Drew. Oh, anyway. no, I heard that
1: guy that runs the Great Geek Refuge is kind of a dork. <laughs> oh,
2: I God. heard the people who have the projects on it are kind of dorky, too. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on reasonably good authority, let me tell you. <laughs> hey. So look, uh, before we get into it today, I had wanted to mention, because when I saw this news item about... The cover of issue number one of Dark Knight Returns being sold for $2.4 million in auction. Mm. I mean, I was just tickled. Now, the one thing, though, and obviously there's some motivated self-interest involved, but this guy who is the vice president of Heritage Auctions uh, making the comment about um, this art. Fine. Oh, geez. Now I can't. Oh, yeah. um, uh, saying that it's long past due for comic art to be treated like the classic American art that it truly is. And I, I really, uh, that spoke to me, you know, even though, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the price didn't necessarily. But I was just curious what you guys thought about that. I mean, we're all uh, sort of comic book-a-file type folks. And I was just curious uh, what your thoughts were on that particular thing.
1: I think it ties together with another story you were reading um where um, um who was it um the cart- the the cartoon something was was basically making fun of um Oh, webtoons. Comic books. Yeah. Okay. Webtoons. Mm-hmm. Webtoons is making fun of comic books. Like it it's it's not uncommon. And it's it's something that's very pervasive in the art community as well where like if if you're a writer but then, so, like, somebody asks you what you've written and you tell them it was a comic book, they automatically kind of turn their nose up at you. Mm-hmm. So, like, there, there's been a long standing issue with people treating comic book art, comic book writing, and storytelling as a legitimate art form, which is nonsense. And, like, especially, here's the flip side of this, okay? Like, a lot of people become artists, you know, to get rich, to get paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the most popular thing right now? When it comes to movies and television, it's comic books. They are making money hand over fist. So it's nonsense to say that it's not a legitimate art form when this is happening. And and you see prominent movie directors doing this on a regular basis. And like, how many times have we heard about like amazing artwork like this? Like the cover, that that is an iconic cover. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that cover. Like. It making this kind of money and people are still going to be like I can't believe somebody paid that much for a comic book like <laughs> it's it's ridiculous and, mm-hmm. and comic books should be getting treated like the art form that they are period like full stop like there's no th- there's nobody out there that I feel could that could argue this and actually have any sort of legitimacy in telling me that it's not an art form
3: right mm-hmm. I, I fully agree I um a couple weeks ago I was at awesome con and these are artists I met a lot of good artists. There there you see a lot of good artwork. You I mean these are people are buying these things uh left and right to put on, you know, in their office, in in their bathroom, in in their bedrooms or whatever. I uh I saw a guy he did the uh, the Monster Island back in, you know, the Godzilla's back in the 60s and 70s. He had this nice little poster, this and I just, I just stopped at his booth and I was just like, oh, I got to get this. And I did. I paid 30 bucks. It's going to be framed. It's going to be on my wall. Because of the fact that it's like, this is some good, good stuff. And I think it's un- kind of unfortunate that people still mock comic books as being comical you know that's that's the word that you know it's show it shows with It's 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 kind of unfortunate but thing is it's like no this is these are people who took time and effort to take one element and make it into something grand and for people to buy and i've seen some great artwork not only you know, in person, but also through online, through Instagram, people redone of lately since the 30th anniversary of Batman Returns. I've seen some crazy unique posters out of it. And it's like, I wish that was the poster for it instead of this. You know, it would have been great. So I really I mean, I don't know when at some point will someone will stop saying, you know, oh, that's like you. I mean, you paid this much for a comic book. Yeah. And it's like, no, I paid this much for artwork. I, I bought a book of art. And then, and and that's how I feel about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, as far as I know, only one of us has a, a storage uh, locker with <laughs> stuff, uh, and that's you, Drew, and because you got so much stuff, you can't keep it all at all. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, <mean, so. laughs> well, I
0: also I also have a perspective on this because I worked in comics. You
2: know, exactly,
0: I, 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 and I knew I, I still know a lot of the guys that are doing this stuff. And I'm happy for Frank that his art sold for $2.4 million. That's That's terrific. I'm not surprised by it. I think that there are collectors out there that value what comic book artists do. At the same time, it bothers me that um, comic book artists do not see any money on these resales. Mm-hmm. You know? so, so Frank only got the money he was initially paid when he sold the piece in the first place. You know, and that was probably for you know a few thousand dollars, granted, but it wasn't anywhere near two point four million. So I feel like, yes, there's greater legitimacy, greater credibility in the eyes of the public generally than there had been before. But I still think that the creators themselves are not really getting a great deal when it comes to this. And that's probably true of of fine artists in general across the board. Um, I think the same is true of Lots and lots of great painters Lots of great artists um, so, so yeah, I mean I think, it's, I think we're, in a, we're in a slightly different era In that I think more people Do treat comic books as Art rather than kid lit Kind of thing um, I don't think that um, I don't think Mike's off base by any means I, I want to I bring that back around I don't think Mike's off base But I do think that you know, we do see more people That do treat this as a serious form of, of art But at the same time like I said, I mean the, the people that are creating it don't necessarily benefit from that appreciation and
1: recognition So can I ask you a question uh, then does anybody one, know one, where one, this Mark, 2.4 Mike, million went
2: Mike? Hold that thought you're <laughs> listening to fantastic <laughs> forum on W E R A L P, LP Arlington 96.7 FM and streaming online at W. E. R. A. FM we are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell, joined today by Brian Lyles, Drew Bittner, and Mike Lunsford, was getting ready to make a point. Oh, you were asking a question about where does the yeah. money go. So, okay. Uh, now, a uh, couple of things that I'm going to throw in here, because if he were with us today I'm sure Roberto Ortiz would regale us with uh, his thoughts on this particular issue I know that he has been an advocate of people investing in comic book art for some time uh, as he has as you know as we all have because I've got some pieces of my own none of them are framed and on display but I have them nevertheless and While I do understand and appreciate Drew's point about Frank Miller not getting, because Frank, uh, Mike, Frank Miller did not get any of this. (laughs) That is absolutely (laughs) true. That's absolutely true. That's messed up. Uh, Yeah. Well. Well. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm. Because, and and this is I ordinarily I am a big advocate of comic book creators not only getting the recognition that they deserve, but also sharing in profits uh, of uh, derivative work, Uh, you know, like these movies, you know, which that's 100% yeah, you know, it's like they need to be writing folks checks based on the money that the billions of dollars these movies are bringing in. Now, but we all understand, and, you know, Drew, you know this better than most, having worked in the industry, it's work for hire. Now, as as uh, as odious as that is, what it means is is that you get that one bite of the apple. And while I feel like Frank Miller should be entitled to getting a cut from you know, say the Batman movie for you know the that what those elements of his work upon which they drew, but. I kind of got a hard time uh, given that somebody else had paid for this work already. And my understa- actually my understanding is that the person who had owned the piece actually acquired it from Lynn Varley. And for those of you who don't know, Lynn Varley is Frank Miller's ex-wife. <laughs> so <laughs> so somebody got some money off of what? this who, who, who had helped create it. So for, with I those extenuating circumstances, I'm like, I don't know that Frank Miller should have gotten any of this. You know what I mean? And I'm sure Lynn Varley, she might have some thoughts on that too. But uh, you know, in terms of the sale of the work, now it's one thing if the work was turned because we all know of a bunch of stuff you know they turned it into marvel in fact marvel they were they were (laughs) this is almost legendary you know that they would give stuff away when people came by the offices back in the 60s and early 70s um so if you did the work and you got paid you turned it in that that, okay and uh, then somebody is gifted this work that's one thing but if You know the the because now I mean original the artists are retaining a lot of the work that they do even if it isn't on their Creator own stuff so if the artist themselves sold you the piece and You later sell it at auction or to somebody else or whatever. I mean they they saw their money I mean and in fact hell I mean if they sold it to you they sold they saw their money twice you know because they first Paid, they got paid from the comic company, and they got paid from whatever collector it is who sold it to them. You know, so I mean, I at some point, it, the the work belongs to. I mean, it's just like, you know, a car. You buy the, the car, Mister Honda doesn't necessarily need to see a cut of every, you know, time you sell the thing. I mean, that's that's kind of mob like, you know. Mm. Yeah, we want our taste. <laughs> we want our taste of every time this thing I, changes I, hands. I, I,
0: I, I, and I get I get your point Yuli I, I do I mean I think it's it's impractical to expect that every transaction is going to result in some check being cut for the the creator it, it doesn't it doesn't work that way now what I do think the studios could do and Marvel and DC have to get behind this is giving actual real money to the people that created the stuff that they base their movies on their contract should be amended to the extent that you know if if this work is to be used you know, in adaptations, then there is further remuneration.
2: Yeah, there that, should be some contingency clauses in those contracts. I not, agree.
1: It's not necessarily about the legalities of it. I get what you're saying, Yuli. Mm. Like, because legally speaking, like, it's, it's a giant quagmire of, like, well, if we do this was one time, then you have to do it every time. No, it's. Oh, they should be the doing princ- it
2: every time. <laughs> it's,
1: it's the, princ- it's <laughs> the principle of the matter. Like, how many yeah. times have we heard stories about, like, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier made Disney Plus this much money and the cre- guy who actually created the Winter Soldier character is, like, barely above poverty and, like, didn't get anything for it. Like, a, a matter of, like, we built this billion-dollar franchise off of a couple of people's backs and the people that made this aren't getting anything for it. I understand it's a work-for-hire thing, but it's just – it's it's very callous, And in a sense where it's like, well, you know, this is the deal you signed. There's nothing we can do about it. Like (laughs) the courtesy of the uh, uh, of that you've built an entire empire off of this thing. It could be very easily fixed. You could gain yourself a ton of goodwill just by saying, hey, we gave I don't know. Name a creator. We gave this guy. We cut him a check for a million dollars because we just made four hundred and sixty million dollars off this movie. Like. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about, and like, that's what this sounds like. I get Frank Miller's probably not struggling for cash right now, but like, still, it's ultimately it's his artwork that somebody else got, and then they made a ton of profit off it. It Frank Miller
2: and Lynn Varney's art.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, the the ex-wife. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Hey, the artist the co-artist no no and and uh, don't get me wrong i mean because i'm i i i am not going to sit here and pretend that i'm one of these people who's know the contracts it's the most important thing and i am a big advocate for creators rights particularly for those guys who were around I mean, cause there was a point where there was no shorter, sort of revenue sharing at all i mean it was literally Work for hire and people who are regular listeners have heard me talk about what I think is the most callous example of that it, You had a couple a of, couple of young guys Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster sold the rights for Superman for a hundred and Thirty eight dollars and DC Comics excuse me national periodical publications at the time went on to make millions off of this character during the 40s alone Millions in the forties that equates to billions today and these guys got a hundred and thirty-eight dollars. Oh and uh, Siegel continued to work for DC Comics writing for a number of years So he got more checks every time he turned in scripts I mean regrettably Joe Schuster. Uh, he went blind and he wasn't able to continue drawing and uh, My understanding is Neil Adams uh, saw to it. He negotiated um, a, essentially what amounted to um uh oh goodness what do you call it um uh somebody help me out here Mm -hmm. uh when you work your whole pension
3: pension (laughs) pension yes
2: Uh, a pension from dc uh you know on behalf of these guys which was great but still they were due more than what they got so you know i mean before you all listen to Mike Lunsford talk about what a hard-hearted bastard I am. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, Yuli, I understand your point. It's work for hire, ah, you know. <laughs> that's not exactly what Yuli's saying. <laughs> not exactly, but uh, yeah, you know. I mean, now, now, <laughs> frankly, the Winter Soldier thing—that's another thing <laughs> because <laughs> Bucky Barnes was created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, and. Um, you know, of course, the Winter Soldier was a derivative of that character. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to give, um, was it was, what was it? Uh, Steve Epting and, uh, come on, uh, Drew, help me out here. Who was the, uh, who was the writer on that? Ed Wait, what? Who? Ed, Ed Brubaker was. Brubaker, the yes. Doggone yeah. it! I should remember that. Shame on yeah. me. But yeah, so if Brew Baker is going to get some get a check, then the heirs of Joe Simon and Jack Kirby should get some money too, less, you know, because he spun that thing off, and you know. But uh, I mean that that that's one of the that's one of the complex things about all of this. But no, all of them should be getting money. Let's be clear on that.
0: I I agree, and the fact of the matter is there is more than enough money to pay these people. You know, you do not need to give them you know like half the profits or anything like that but give them something you know it was their work their ingenuity their their you know flash of creative genius that created these things and without yeah. them marvel doesn't have anything
2: that's right without, I,
0: without, without that stuff i mean they they can go to their back catalog and dig out old you know strange tales or tales to astonish or whatever and see if anybody's interested in turning that into a movie but, but let's be honest. I mean, the fact of the matter is that a lot of good stuff now is being done by creators that are alive now.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And mm. they, they, deserve, they deserve better than a page rate and a royalty if the book sells, which, you know, in, in their case, you know, Brubaker is getting a royalty
2: because mm-hmm.
0: the Winter Soldier are, are still being printed.
2: Mm-hmm. But it's not a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, hey, hold that thought, because that musical cue means that it's time for us to take a short break. Of course, Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. We're a community radio station, we're non-commercial, and we rely on the ongoing generosity of our underwriters, sponsors, and listeners like you for the totality of the operation of the radio station, please visit the website at wera.fm or that of our parent organization, Arlington Independent Media at arlingtonmedia.org and find out how you can make your tax-deductible gift in support of community radio, community media today. Did I mention it was tax-deductible? So we've got a lot more that we're going to be talking about. In fact... Uh, Just to wet your whistle here I'd like to talk a little bit about Amber Heard And Johnny Depp in the second half of the show Whoops! That's going to be fun Stay tuned Welcome back to the Fantastic Forum here on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell, and I'm joined today by Mike Lunsford, Drew Bittner, and Brian Lyles. And when we took the break, we were just talking about the sale at auction by Heritage auction earlier this week for two points excuse me for a whopping two point four million dollars it was the cover art for DC Comics Dark Knight Returns which was penned by well I shouldn't say penned which was uh, illustrated and colored by the great Frank Miller and Lynn Varney and uh, there were a number of pieces That were sold uh, as well uh, as part of the same lot I understand the whole bunch did better than expected anyway so look here in the second half of the show and I'm only going here because I kind of teased this but I had and I had I I swear I had promised that I wasn't gonna say anything about this because (laughs) I didn't follow this stuff at all honestly um, and there were a lot of people because um, they were tuned in, I mean, riveted to this defamation lawsuit that uh, Johnny Depp had filed against his ex-wife, Amber Heard. And uh, particularly, I, I had some people over uh, a couple of weeks ago because my daughter graduated from college, and so you know, we had you know, family, what have you. And my brother in law, has been watching, he'd been watching this stuff. And I asked my <laughs> sister, I was like, how did you, how did you let him watch this? You know? <laughs> because it just seemed crazy to me, and I wasn't interested in any element of it. But when I saw that, I mean, you know, there have been a lot of people who, yo, Team Johnny, Team mm. Amber, all this kind of thing. Uh, I haven't taken a side, although, I gotta say, I've been kind of offended at some of the stuff that's been said about Amber Heard. And uh, then a friend of mine was telling me that, oh, she was messing around with um, uh, the Elon Musk right. and somebody else mm-hmm. bringing him up into Johnny Depp's house and all this kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, way too much about all this for my taste. <laughs> But I was curious, because it is part of the pop culture. Have you guys had, excuse me, because it's over oh, now, but well, it's God. partly over, but and and the only reason I thought of it is because there were all these people, you know, fan folks who were like, yeah, take her out of Aquaman 2, take her out, you know, and when I saw this item in Variety, which uh, apparently and Variety referenced some unnamed source at the studio, but uh, claimed that. Amber Heard was not gonna be cut from the movie. But when I saw that, I was I was just curious because again, it's pop culture, it's big news. Have had you guys been following I, this thing at all?
3: <laughs> my little my little sister, if you've met, um, hmm? she just like your brother in law, she was all into this. I don't know why. Well, mind you, she's a college kid, so was, of course she would be interested in us. Um, the moment I I I sort of like you know, you peeked your eye on your Twitter feed or Facebook feed or whatever, and you see Highlight Amber Heard's crying about she's going to be pulled out of Aquaman too. And I was like, okay, you finish shooting this, um, they're editing it now, why in the world do they want to take time to recast, reshoot, about probably who knows how much there is that you claim and, and the funny part was her saying that oh i don't know you know either you don't know how much you're gonna be cut or you do because she was going back and forth from time to time honestly i felt like look i like amber heard as Mira. i think she was good at it um this what happens this whole drama that you and johnny had that's you guys business i i I could care less you know if what we see in december of either this year or going into next in aquaman 2 if we see you great we'll count the minutes You know that's all. We, that's all we have to do. So. so what
2: you're telling me is I should have you. I should have had your little sister on. You should
3: the have show. <laughs> on the, Actually, your little sister. You brought, brought brother-in-law and just have this conversation about him Oh
2: my goodness, uh, uh, Drew and Mike. What about you guys? Were you following this thing at all?
1: No, I refuse. <laughs> I, I refuse. Good man. With, like very violently because this is about domestic abuse and the fact that people Mm -hmm. were taking sides about Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. and the fact that people were there were people yuli that were showing up at the fairfax courthouse dressed as captain jack sparrow that had come like this was an event for folks and it was disgusting the way that this was portrayed in the media it was disgusting the way that people were rooting for people this is not a this is the winner this is the loser both people lost Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. this was a horrible situation Mm -hmm. and I I know that some people are looking at the outcome of this case and saying, oh, well, Johnny is the winner, so therefore um, he didn't abuse her and she abused him. No, that's not how this works. This was about what was said. And, like, anybody who's been in any relationship ever knows that there's two sides to every story. And, like, regardless of what was recorded her saying, like, I'm never going to be in the position to be like, oh, well, this person was right and this person was wrong. Like, this was just ugly the whole thing was ugly. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was gross. And if you ever wanted an example of, of like just disgusting Hollywood elitist behavior, this was it. And that we were all suckered into this, and that everybody was like tuning in, like, and I'm I'm on this team. I don't care what team you're on. You should be on team. There's sh- like domestic abuse sucks. That's what team you should be on.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, it occurs to me. I had no idea what you were going to say, but. God, I sure hope Drew has uh, so, you know, now. Drew that all that having been said, whatever your position is, whatever. If you're like, if you were to say now, well, actually, I'm Team Johnny, and let me tell you what, that would be absolutely fine. But you know, coming on the heels, it probably would have been better for Mike to be the last one to talk. <laughs> but Drew, were you following this thing at all, man? Did you care?
0: Um, I was not really following except incidentally like the fact that it popped in my news
2: mm-hmm. time to
0: time things like that but um i'm kind of coming down where mike is this is a case of spousal abuse there appears to have been some abuse on both sides you know i feel like let the judge weigh the circumstances here let the facts come out but it's this is not entertainment this is not gladiatorial combat for you know Blood and circuses, kinds of things, um, and we treat it like that. And well, and this this is fundamentally degrading to our dignity as a society. I think that we we get so wrapped up in the hurt and the pain and the suffering of other people. And and let's not let's not mince words here. I mean, these these two people went through an awful lot of suffering, mm-hmm. and some of it was mutual, some of it was one sided, but. You know that's that's the problem. It's like we we treat it like it's a game, like it's like it's a TV show, and it's not. It's people's lives. Yeah.
3: But yeah. The unfortunate. You know, the unfortunate well, it, was thing. Yeah, it, yeah, it. Yeah. it was on TV. It was That's it. It was on TV. It became a spectacle. It. It. it, 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 it and the sad TV part, TV. it was in this area. I didn't know it was in yeah. this area. They yeah, had the court case. Fairfax. Yeah. One of know.
1: the things that really bummed me out about it is that it furthers a narrative of the perfect victim that I can't stand and like they're like well i don't like amber heard so therefore she must be wrong she must be a liar she like that that just that didn't sit right with me at all during any of this and like People are like, well, I really like Johnny Depp as an actor. He's odd and quirky, and he keeps to himself. Mm-hmm. Like, like somehow those things mean that he couldn't have possibly have done anything to. Like, it was just <laughs> ugh, ugh. It's well, be yes. crazy. the funny, the well, funny thing. I feel gross l- talking about it. Yeah, l-
2: let me just throw this in because, um, you know, one point that I want to clarify in terms of what Drew was saying, the the judge was the one who. Um, Awarded the damages, but there was a jury in this case, and I think it would have been better if A judge had decided the case quite frankly, you know because a jury these people's and regardless of uh, however they were voir uh, You know you got to believe that you know there were some Johnny Depp fans and you know humans mm. are uh, we, we are easily swayed mm. by our emotions and These folks sitting up listening to all this stuff. I mean, I had to listen to a buddy of mine telling me about how Elon Musk was up in Johnny's penthouse. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, it's, I, I, I mean, again, that's none of my business. And the fact that this was... Uh, uh, you know, a case of spousal abuse. I mean, on both sides. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, to, but again, I, I, I'm I, I'm with Mike. Nobody won in this case, mm-hmm. and I find it highly objectionable. And this is part of the reason I wasn't following it. I find it highly objectionable that people were taking sides when we really don't know what happened. I mean, maybe if I was Johnny Depp you know or if i was amber heard you know that i could have a position mm-hmm. but that was part of the reason why i was just like i don't care <laughs> and i'm not gonna follow this but um... but brian you were yeah, greatest to say there, something
3: I, hmm. I view this as you know the unfortunate thing is how like society is like you said just mentioned the fact that they they're picking sides and as mike was mike as you were talking i was reminded of our mutual show that we watched the orville and remember yes. the and the episode where they had, you know, the public, you know, doing their social, you know, decisions, um, live about certain people of the Orville that, you know, how they're gonna prosecute and stuff like Ooh. that. And and that's where we are I sadly to say that's where we are now. And I remember the end of that episode where the young lady was deciding should she choose uh about the fate of some people, and she sort of like didn't decide because she, in a way she tuned out her, her uh, social media stuff so with this in mind I think it's unfortunate to have Amber Heard and, and Johnny Depp's you know, trial be like this I mean it's mind you we're, we're like over 30 years since the OJ trial and that was quote unquote the trial of the century and everybody was locked in on that and then whatever known celebrity is going to have a crazy mega trial we're gonna, we need to see it and it I, and for me it's like look like drew said like mike said these are two people who are hurting um they had a great you know romance that just fizzled out and just became tragic and it this is for all for you to see and display you know this mind you it's not shakespeare you know, and all that stuff but it, you know that's what people w- w- unfortunately a lot of people nowadays want now i don't know why but it's that's how they they want this is their this is their gladiator Viewing, you know, they want to see death and destruction and and all that stuff.
1: Are you not entertained? Yes. Are you not entertained?
2: <laughs> Somebody was surely saying that. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Fantastic that- Forum on WERA ninety six point seven FM and streaming online at WERA dot FM Radio Arlington. I'm Ulysses E Campbell. I am joined today by Drew Bittner Mike Lunsford and brian lyles we have been talking uh, actually much to my chagrin about the amber heard johnny depp defamation trial it seems that uh, amber heard at least by last report will not be cut from aquaman the lost kingdom i'm actually kind of happy about that too because um yeah. i i like well you know i liked amber heard in that first movie i liked her in Justice League, I mean, I and I've heard people complain actually about a lot of these um, uh, women who were in some of these movies. I mean, I heard folks complaining about uh, Blake Lively in Green Lantern. I don't know why. I thought she was perfectly fine in yeah. that. Again, Amber Heard in these movies, um, Rachel McAdams. Uh, frankly, in the Doctor Strange movies, now she had a lot less to do in the first one. I thought it was she better. A lot
3: less in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: but at least she was dressed in regular clothes. Yeah. I mean, she was wearing scrubs yeah. most of scrubs that first works, movie. Yeah. But my point is, is that uh, fans, and particularly uh, the fanboys, have mm-hmm. a lot of derogatory comments about these attractive women. That they will never date, you Can't know? <laughs> yeah, date,
1: especially those who have the nerve to stand up for women mm. um, and the one or for themselves. The most, mm. Yeah, right. I think of Brie Larson immediately because every single fanboy hates Brie Larson because she had the nerve to say, and it wasn't even about um, Captain Marvel. It was about um, the other movie. The um, I can't even remember what it was. Kong but she Island? said,
2: "Oh, no, Kong.
1: no, no!" When she was in. Um, it was the Ava Duvernay movie um, that she was in, um, *Wrinkle in Time*. That oh, right? that movie! She okay. was in *A Wrinkle in Time*. I, people were complaining and saying, like, "Oh, well, you know, there wasn't enough men in this movie." And she goes, "You know, it's it's not for you." <laughs> and what they did was they mis- they misattributed that quote to Captain Marvel. Well, if white men are mad, I'm sorry, this movie's not for you. And they all got butthurt about it. And. <laughs> they continue to do that with actresses. Like it's, it's mm. just like low hanging fruit for them to just take shots at women who God forbid, stand up for themselves and speak out. It's just, it's nonsense, man. And like, I, and like with my biggest issue and I'm sorry to like, just be running off the mouth here, no, but please. like my biggest issue was not so much Amber Heard, and, and Warner Brothers and DC. My issue is, is that this is now their decision across the board with any troubling actor or actress they have because mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, we're not going to mess with Amber Heard. They're also not going to do anything with Ezra Miller. Mm-hmm. And Ezra Miller well, Miller is we... way more trouble yeah. than yeah. what... Yeah.
2: Has yeah. anyone seen yeah. him? That's a whole not- <laughs> I think he is missing. He no, is missing. No, but that, that's a whole nother yeah. thing Ezra, <laughs> Ezra
1: Miller. <laughs> just to clarify, too, Ezra does go with they, them pronouns. Uh, oh, and sorry. Like,
2: they, yeah, that, no, yeah, thank that, you. Just, I'm just... No, 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 days. and I appreciate that mm-hmm. because yeah. I, w- if I'm gonna disparage uh, them, yeah. Yeah. if I'm gonna disparage <laughs> them, I want to do it correctly mm-hmm. and in such yeah. a way that is not offensive to them. Yeah, you know, they have so, gone off
1: the rails. Though. There you they- go. <laughs> Said some pretty objectionable stuff on Instagram and then deleted their Instagram account. Yeah, like, they are bad. also
2: apparently really missing mm-hmm. after having yeah. uh, abused or uh, been engaged in seriously questionable behavior yeah. uh, with a bunch of people. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna touch that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because again, this the depth-heard thing is it's 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 there's
3: a lot of miles. miles. <laughs> of, yeah, 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 between
2: that and really Ezra is. Miller, but I but I see your point. And it, there's no advantage to the studios for any of that. I mean, in fact, you want to be no drama Spe- if you're doing Speaking all of which, this stuff. That, that, mm-hmm. that's,
3: that's what I, I'm confused about. Is it's like, you, these, right now, like I said, they're post production of Aquaman. I don't know what the status would be with The Flash right now because if I this is, they're I think they're done be, shooting that. They're man, shooting,
1: it better be done.
3: Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if he's missing, yeah. yeah. So, Excuse be, me.
2: If they are missing.
3: They're missing. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> there you go. If Ezra's missing, let's see his actual name. If Ezra's missing, one. so, this so thing... say again, Drew. First,
0: but you're not you're not winning that one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, hey, it's not
2: one to win or lose. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're we it's are a, trying it's a mess, to
1: mess, man. And like WB DC just can't seem to figure things out. Like every single time, you're like, okay, maybe they're maybe they're back on track now. The Batman was really really good. Mm-hmm. Then all the Ezra Miller stuff pops up, and you're right. like, okay. Maybe not.
2: Mm. Look, that's a casting issue, and and I can say that. uh, I mean, frankly, that's a problem. You know, just looking at and excuse me, forgive me, sorry, but just looking at Ezra Miller, I wouldn't have cast Ezra Miller as the Flash. I'm sorry. I mean, Barry Allen looks completely different to me now. I'm sure they were going in another direction for that role, and I thought they were fine. In, you know in in sorry in Justice League in both versions the Snyder cut a little better in the Snyder cut because they had more to do but uh, yeah it was it was perfectly fine you know although again that would not necessarily have been my casting decision although I like to believe that if I were the, if I if I were the Kevin Feige behind the DC movies everything would be fine you know, I like to believe that. And actually, if Shireen Nicole were the <laughs> Kevin Feige, everything would absolutely be fine. I have great confidence in Shireen. But um, wait a minute. Drew, you were saying something, and I want to get back to um, a point that Brian was making. Uh,
0: sure. I mean, we're, we're seeing lots and lots of toxic fandom, and it's erupting in all different kinds of ways. I mean, the, the uh, blow-up over Moses Ingram, in Kenobi is a good example. I mean, this is a woman that's been piled on and piled on by haters and racists for doing her job. And, you know, Ewan McGregor called them out. Mm-hmm. And Anson Mount, you know, Star Star Trek, you know, mm-hmm. Captain Pike himself posted a, t- a tweet in, you know, support of her. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what what are these fans even thinking? I mean, you know, that yeah, they're... So so sure you're going to watch the Amber Depp Johnny, sorry Am, Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing, and take sides, and you're going to have your camp, and you're going to have your your cause, and the jersey that you wear, and so on. But the fact of the matter is that Warner's is not going to go back and reshoot an entire movie because a, a handful of angry fanboys on social media are upset and want her pulled out of Aquaman 2.
2: Yeah, they probably like the publicity mm-hmm. <laughs> that you get from well, something like, you can't buy publicity uh, yeah, like that. You, yeah, I
0: suppose, but at the same time, I'm sort of like, left thinking that, you know, not not all publicity is good publicity, and feeding it only feeds the fanboy sense of entitlement that they're being listened to, they're being heated, and God bless it, someday they'll actually win this one.
2: You know, I don't know, so, Drew. I, I mean, it, except when it comes to politics, I don't think that there is there's any such thing as bad publicity. I mean, you know, now for a politician, you know, I mean, there's some publicity you don't want. I mean, like getting caught with a dead girl or a live boy, for example. But, you know, I mean, outside of that, it's like, you know, hey. I don't, I don't know,
1: man. Murder got some pretty bad press. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony misread that one. They're like look at all these memes. Let's release it in the theaters again. And then made
2: $8,000. But, <laughs> like, but you know, I saw on social media actually yesterday, somebody saying, wow,
3: Morbius, it was so bad, it was good! <laughs> Even that, that I don't get. I mean, they're a petition to try to put it in the theaters again, and it was like, look, just put it on streaming, DVD, whatever, just get it out of there. I mean, it had its run, it did its time. Move on. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. And it, in it's addition to, I now. I saw a tweet uh, just like Drew said about all these negative comments with certain actors. I saw a, a negative comment about the actress uh, who played in the Doctor Strange movie. Pretty much the Rachel stint McAdams. Yeah. Mm. Oh no, no, not Rachel McAdams. Oh, this I'm is sorry. about America. America. Yeah, and yeah. saying the mm. fact that oh, I'm not proud of the, you know the representation, and it's like. Do you read? Do you know her character? I mean, she has, you know, gay parent, you know, lesbian parents. I don't understand why you don't understand. Like they're forcing an initiative out there. It's, it's, you know, should you should know the character. I think nowadays, it, don't
1: read the comics. That's yeah, that's
3: mean. the thing. They don't. They don't care. They, they figure it's like they. Well, some of them do. Some do, but they glance and through care it
2: very much. I too mean, much. In fact, yeah. I mean, it's it, yeah. It's either you're reading the comics and you care about this stuff too much mm-hmm. you don't read the comics at all you don't care about them at all yeah. i mean you only you know, see the movies yeah hey look i mean there's no there's no winning <laughs> now you want to talk about no winning yeah. there's no winning with any of this stuff you know yeah, so even
3: godzilla has a problem with
2: it you know <laughs> and yet again i mean for whatever reason i don't seem to be able to pull the right file <laughs> you know? it's just but yeah, it's, but there's no winning. Yes, I'm sorry. And and yes, you're good. It, mm-hmm.
1: it's always funny to me how much people care about superhero sex lives Like <laughs> it's 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 very very comical to me that people get really 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 upset If it's not exactly the way it was in the comic book like about that Specifically and like you have characters that were written in the 60s and 70s and 80s and like it's things have changed society has changed like you can change things like I've never once seen a thing like that and I'm just like I'm affronted and I'm offended like I'm just like oh that's cool they're going that way with it alright let's see how this goes like that's never it never phases me and like the fact that people get that upset about it is just like
3: baffling Mm -hmm. like I just don't get it simple solution create your own comic write your own stories and then see what happens that's just, all it's, you know, about about
2: your own characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. About just your own characters. Don't go on
3: social media. Just shut up. Yes. Nobody needs to hear
1: every thought you have.
2: <laughs> that's yeah. That's lots. Yeah. Well, anyway,
1: that's the,
0: thing that, the thing that gets me is people feel that you know, oh, I don't approve, and my opinion ought to be the one that carries mm. here. And I'm like, you're you're a reader. You buy a product. You can. You're free to not enjoy there it. There you go. There, there you
2: go. Hey, but, all right. So but, look, uh, no, Drew. No, sorry, don't mean to cut no, you off. But we're almost out of time. That's that musical cue again. So I'd like to thank my panelists and the audience for having tuned in. Of course, Fantastic Forum is also a television show. You can visit the website at fantasticforum.tv or tune in to Montgomery Community Media, where the show still plays as a television show. Uh, Or you can just... Check out the website and uh, watch the individual segments, watch complete episodes. Uh, You can do all of that, fantasticforum.tv. Also, the radio show is available as a podcast, thanks to our friends at the Great Geek Refuge. Find it on all the platforms where you get your favorite podcasts. And we are on in first run each and every Saturday afternoon right here on WERA from... 4 to 5 p.m. Come back again next week. Same bat time, same bat station. Have a great weekend, people.